0: You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. Uh, I just want us to take a moment um, to think about gifts, and I don't want to be ungrateful here, but I want us to think about different gifts we've received over the years. And just, you don't even have to say it, but just think about, has anyone ever received a gift where you've opened it up and maybe it wasn't what you thought, or maybe you just had no idea what it was? Um, yeah, has that happened to anyone? You have to give me names. You have to point out the person who gave it to you. You get a gift, you're like, I don't even know what this is. What do I do with this? My, um, yeah, What do I do with this? this? Is a guy getting a some sort of chicken ornament. What do I do with this? Um, it may even be a good gift, but you're like, I don't, just don't know what this is. Um, I know when I um, first moved out of home, there was a ton of gifts you'd get, and you're like, I don't know what this is. Like, what's this pan thing? What is this fry pan thing? What is this? What's this? An oven? What is this thing? So I've seen Mum go near it, but what is this? You you may not, you may be a good stuff, but you may not know what what it is. And um, uh, I remember this. uh, She's not here, and she doesn't listen to the podcast. But one of my relatives um, got my kids beautiful knitted clowns, but they were (laughs) they were so scary. The kids refused to sleep in the same room as them, and it was really nice, but the kids looked at it, and you could see, they go, what do I do, Dad? They looked at me like, "Say thank you, what do I do with this, these knitted clowns that they literally wouldn't, they'll be trying to be so polite, but they wouldn't sleep in the same room with it, Um, and I probably wouldn't, to be honest too, so um, what do I do with this? So much of the Christmas story is this question, news that they get, or this baby that is born. And what do, we, what do we do with that? What do we do with this? You've got Mary, who is an engaged woman now pregnant, apparently with a divine baby. What do I, what do you imagine it? What do I do with this? I know it, I think it's a gift. She knew it was a gift, but what do what do I do now? joseph um engaged as well suddenly realizing he's now the the stepfather essentially or the adoptive father to this future to god essentially or at least that's what his wife's telling him at first what do i do with this this gift opening it up wow okay that's a divine baby Religious people at the time, Pharisees, teachers, they had, as Jewel hinted at, that over three to 400 prophecies that were being fulfilled as this baby was born. They were left with the question, what do we do with these events that are going on? What do we do with this gift? They made their choices as well. Shepherds, the outcasts of society. Shepherds were... Um, if you are getting low grades in school, that was the threat. Well, you don't want to end up a shepherd, do you? Better pick your grades up. That was there, no one thought much of shepherds. But guess where the angels went to tell them? The shepherds. But still, an invitation. These shepherds that aren't thought much of in society are sitting out in their fields, no Christmas party to be invited to, by themselves. And the angels come to them, and you can imagine them going, Look, this is awesome. I don't know Noah, if they were singing Savage Love. If you don't know that song, that's the one Noah thinks they might have been singing. But as they sang glory, glory to the highest, there's still an invitation. What do we do with that? What do we do with this gift? Herod gets this invite towards the new king. Herod, king of the Jews, self-declared, said Herod, gets this image that there's a new king coming. And he has an invitation, what do I do with this? He too had a choice. And the wise men, as we just read, invited to follow a star, observing from afar that something was going on in the universe that was significant. What do they do with this? Like a kind of a classic Christmas film, it makes me think of love. We've been doing Christmas films as a church and it makes me think of love actually, those type of films where they have all the different storylines all these people cross one night getting this invitation to this the strangest but best gift ever this baby being born in the back of a stable. And honestly, the invitation is the same this morning for you. What do you do with this? What do I do with this? Multiple perspectives, Christmas Day, probably the widest range christmas day a lot of our regulars don't come and then a lot of our regulars that that come once a year come and it's we love it we love yous this is your church this is your home for some of you you might have been dragged along to church today by dad mum, grandma grandpa said come on do this for me for others you might consider the baby jesus and go that's a nice tradition a nice story It helps me morally. It's a great idea. You might even dare say it's a nice myth. For others, you were full on. You got into the whole baby Jesus thing for a while and you were excited by that, but you've drifted. Maybe you're a bit scared to reopen this gift this morning. Or you might be sitting there going, oh, is baby Jesus for me. I thought he was just good for good people, for people that tick all the right boxes, do all the right things. I didn't realize that I could explore this. I could find out what this was all about. Or maybe you have a connection, but this year's got away from you. 2022 has got busy. You've got distracted. And this morning is a chance to just remind yourself that this gift is for you, but still the question remains what do I do with this? A baby in a manger to a refugee couple running for their lives in some nowhere city, nowhere town? What do I do with that? Any of those perspectives, there's no judgment for me this morning, but I just invite you this morning, wherever you are, to at least ask you why you're not at least curious about this gift. It's been 2,000 years... And the world is proving again and again and again and again that nothing shapes society, nothing changes people's lives, nothing brings substantial hope, joy and peace like this gift. Yes, Christians over the last 2,000 years have done wacky things. Christians, not God. In fact, everybody has done some wacky things. But it doesn't change the fact that Christianity, this baby, this, this faith, this, this people of the way they were called, shaped the world, even though the world oppressed them, tried to crush them, they shaped the world no other, like no other. It's the reason we have hospitals like St. John, St. Paul's. There's a reason they're called saints is because they were started by Christians. There's a reason 80 percent of non-for-profits are Christian. chaplains christians out of all the faiths it's like 80 or 90 percent are christian faith there's a reason for that james told me a couple of years ago chocolate there's a good case to be made chocolate came from the christians was that it was you james wasn't it Uh, the the quakers there you go so much good things so many good things our whole society based on this gift. So at least, I don't know where you are this morning, you've got to admit, it's, you've got to be curious. Is that all right this morning? And what do we do with that curiosity? Well, I just want to give you three things, three postures for 2023, for today, for the next few weeks, and next year to consider how you open or use the gift under the tree, at least explore it. Number 1. From the story just read, Emmanuel God with us. First point this morning, first encouragement is to look up, observing hope. Look up. I said it before, at the time Jesus was born, there was hundreds of prophecies predicting this. Yet all the pastors, all the experts, All the teachers of the law seemingly were too busy updating their Facebook statuses. I don't know what they were doing. Taking pictures at the Christmas party, at the annual temple Christmas party, to look up. Herod, we see, made the choice to dig down, double down. He took fear from this and decided to kill and destroy Imagine if Herod had to grab this and was the king that brought in the new king. But no, he's too busy updating his LinkedIn profile. And we know Herod would have done that because Herod was known for building these great things and then stamping his name on it. Jealous king, looking down. I know they didn't have phones, but... Let that be maybe the encouragement for us this morning. Not necessarily to be staring at the sky, but it took some wise men from the east who took a step back and looked up to observe that hope was happening. Something significant was happening. There's a giant star in the sky. Something is happening. And so my encouragement for you today, this week, and next year, is to step back and look at the world and what is happening. Have a look at the bigger picture. It might mean looking up from the news cycle, the games, the apps, even your career, the empire you've got, for just a moment to see that something is happening in this world. It might just mean getting out and looking at creation and thinking, "Hang on a minute, how is this all so amazing?" And here and wonderful. It might mean today, if you've got Christmas functions following this, looking up and looking at your family or your friends. Or the phone call that you might make to a, a family friend and being with them, not rushing through it, listening to them, getting perspective, hearing what do you know what it might even hearing your uncle's conspiracy theories this afternoon. It might be just listen. Listen to what is going on and get perspective. Look up is my first bit of advice around a posture or invitation today in exploring Jesus. I'm not saying get into astrology and stare at the stars. I'm saying get some perspective because God is doing something in this world and I believe at the moment it's so tangible. The amount of people, I won't go on about this, but the amount of people coming in the shop or they come through the shop because that's what's open during the week, just saying, Something's happening. I need to know more. I need to get curious about this gift. Just take a step back. And do you know who it normally is? It's normally the ones that have lost everything because they've got nothing else distracting them so they can finally take a step back and look up. And they go, hang on a minute. This is about something else. So first, advice or encouragement. The second one is let in. Let in. Tangible hope, let in. What do I mean by that? It's funny. Nothing closes a conversation or opens it more at my wife's Christmas parties than telling them, "What do you do? I'm a pastor." Right? Or they act, sometimes they get curious. Normally, after they've had a couple of beverages, they come back with stories and want questions and ask me if I've seen a ghost. I don't, I don't know, all types of stuff. Or they don't believe us, they think it's a thing. The most recent one was they thought, one guy thought it was a tr- thing we did, like we go along to Christmas parties and I tell people in my past, he's like, no, this is a thing you guys do. This is a thing, you know. I'm like, okay, mate, maybe. And then some people just walk off. They don't want a bar of it. They don't want to hear about it. We live in a world that claims tolerance, But if it smells like a Christian, (laughs) suddenly we're a little less tolerant. We're closed. Like the inn in Bethlehem, the door's shut. No room in here, they suddenly say. Literally, we live in a society where people would rather pray to a crystal in their home than even consider the historical world-changing event of Jesus might have something for them. And you know why? I'm not knocking you. Like, come have a chat to me if you pray to crystals. I'm not. It's not a dig. But do you know why I think most of the world would lean towards stuff like that? Look at their horoscope rather than explore the baby Jesus or whatever it looks like. Because when you make room for Jesus, it's gonna do. It's gonna make a mess. A baby in a stable full of animals is really messy. If you start to let Jesus in. He's going to move things around. He's going to respond. He's going to make himself at home and he's going, I think that part of your life needs to go over there and I think that one, let's donate that to the op shop. Let's get rid of that. He's going to do some work. Millions of people can testify over the last 2,000 years that when they let Jesus in, when they grabbed hope tangibly... They said, all right, God, do something in my life. Things transform. Things change. People say to me, you know, God never changes. And you're right, but every single person that comes honestly in contact with Christ, they change. Won't go into my own testimony. I am so grateful that I came in contact, not with the baby, the adult Jesus, but I came in contact with Jesus because he changed things dramatically. And he's still, there's still some rooms in my house, in my life that I try to keep locked. You can't see that. No, let me in there. I think you're hiding gluttony in there. No, no, it's it's gone. No, you can't go in that room. But I want to let him in there. He's still changing things with me. A crystal won't do that. So it's far easier. A kingdom, an empire, what you're building, that won't respond, that won't challenge you but Christ and his community will. It will form you, it'll change you, it'll transform you. So my second thing is just let it in. What I mean by that, we don't need to do some ceremony where you, you just say, and we'll, we'll do this in a moment, but you just simply say, God, I'm curious about this, come into my life. Reveal, do something in me, I'm I'm open. Transformation follows this baby his whole life. Whoever dared to give room, whoever dared to explore. And then my last point flows on from this. It's give out. Hope that is given. In Ezekiel 47, there's this beautiful picture of the temple filling up with water and then flowing out and I won't go into it completely now I would actually like to preach alone on this passage another time but go have a look at it today but it talks about the water rising here and then wherever where the water goes out into the desert life springs up all of a sudden there's an almost like an ocean they're, they're struggling they're swimming in it as it flows out of the temple Yet another prophecy hinting towards Jesus and the living water he would provide. This news, this gift is meant to be given out. We're not meant to observe Christ, follow Christ, and then all hang out together and high five because we found the answer. It's a river, it's meant to flow out. And so I'm probably talking to our more seasoned Christians today. Maybe you've spent a hundred Christmases observing. Phenomenal. Maybe you've spent another hundred letting Jesus in. This morning, I want to remind you that it's meant to be given out. God won't run out of hope, joy, peace. Hope that is given out. The wise men got it, probably because they're wise, they observed, they followed, and then what did they bring? They brought gifts. They, the gifts actually predict that Jesus will be a sacrifice. They predict his kingship, all of that. But what I love is they actually participate with him. They know these being significant, so they give of themselves towards it. Second Peter says that we can be participators with the divine. Possibly my favorite passage ever participate as with the divine. We get to build with dad. We get to give the hope as well as receive that hope. Make room. Be generous because we've got it all in Christ. At first glance, for the people walking past that manger in Bethlehem on Christmas night, it would have been a very strange gift. A baby in the back of of a manger. For those around it, it would have been a strange sight. A gift that you literally would open and go, what do I do with this? This morning as we finish up, I'd love us just to consider, step back for a moment from the busyness of our life and consider what God is doing, because he is doing something. Let him in, dare let him move some stuff around and change you for the better, not change you for the sake of change. And then lastly, give out. Let him grow something in you that ends up meaning you build something with dad. You participate in bringing joy, hope and peace into his world. You don't have to be perfect, because he is. You don't have to worry about that part. Just let him do his thing. Let him birth something new in you this Christmas. How we're going to remember that now, every, um, every Sunday we partake in communion. If you don't have a cup or um, a bit of the cup coming, could you just put your hand up if you want one? And joy is coming round. I'll just explain a little while you keep that hand in the air. We don't celebrate communion necessarily remembering the birth of Jesus, but we remember what that baby did. That baby grew and taught and lived and gave us a way, a truth and a life. And he gave up his so that we could be reconnected, that we could participate with dad again, that we are free And so what the cups represent is a little bit of juice, a little bit of bread in them. They're not, it's just, it's it's actually, there's a lot of division around this. It's actually pretty average tasting juice. There's nothing magic about the emblems. It's what they represent is incredibly powerful. They represent God's effort to change and be a part of your life. And so right now I'm going to pray Wherever you stand before this gift, whether it's just observing, letting it in, or being encouraged to give it out, let me pray for you now. And then we'll take that bread. And then in a moment, as a community, we'll drink together. Let me pray. Father God, we thank you so much for Christmas. Whether it's technically the actual date of your birth, who cares? What we care about, Lord, and we thank you is that you came. You came here to be with us, to walk with us, to show us a way. A way that we could tangibly observe. A way that we could tangibly follow and see play out in humanity. And then you showed us the ultimate way of giving it all for that connection back to you. We thank you so much for the cross. We thank you so much for Christmas and the celebration of you with us. Father, wherever our hearts are now, I pray you let us observe you or let you in a little bit more, transform our lives this coming year, this Christmas. May we so feel that we just naturally give back out and participate in what you're birthing every year in our world. Thank you for your sacrifice. Amen. Just take a moment.